Welcome. So good to be with you on this Wednesday as we get together for a little midweek Bible study and devotional time. And I'm so glad that you've taken some time out of your day to join us today to uh, to do just that, to dig into God's Word and hopefully be uplifted and encouraged and maybe even a little bit challenged as well uh, to live the kind of life that He's called us to live and, and hopefully draw closer to Him. And so again, I'm glad that you've taken some time out of your day, uh, whenever it is, whether it's on Wednesday or whatever day it is, to join us to do just that. You know, as Christians, when we're trying to comfort those who are going through difficult circumstances, or even sometimes trying to comfort ourselves and, and telling ourselves uh, certain things, we sometimes have these sayings that uh, you know and claims that that mean well, and and they may sound good, and they uh, may even have some bits of truth in them, but they're not exactly the whole truth. Uh, they're they're not exactly what the Bible says, and and you know sometimes maybe we refer to them as Christianese or uh, you know just different different uh, sayings that we have that again sound true, but they're not exactly what the Bible says, and they end up a lot of times doing more harm than good. Good intentions, but they end up doing more harm than good. And I get it. It's it's hard sometimes. What do you say to someone who's going through extremely difficult circumstances and difficulties in their lives, going through some major storms and major sufferings and hard times? What comfort do you give? What words do you give? And that's probably a different discussion for another time to, to talk about what it is that we actually say, because sometimes the best thing we can do is just to be present with them and not really say anything at all. Uh, but in those times, we, we feel like we have to say something. And so we might end up saying things like, again, that sound biblical, but aren't exactly scriptural. And so we say things that, again, sound like this. Don't worry. This wouldn't happen in your life if God didn't think that you could handle it. I mean, after all, God promises that he will never give you more than you can handle, right? And so there it is, something that sounds biblical and yet it isn't really what the Bible says. And in saying that, you've actually promised something that God in his word never promises. Now, part of the problem and misunderstanding of, of, uh, that, that comes with this and why we, we say these things that aren't necessarily biblical, this phrase in particular, uh, this comes from uh, Paul's words in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, where Paul writes, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man, but God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you, uh, what, what your your ability, uh, but your temptation or the temptation uh, that that you are presented with, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And so Paul's discussion is very specific. He's he's not just writing in in, in broad terms. He's he's writing specifically about temptation. And in doing so, I think he gives us a wonderful promise, a wonderful uh, reality about temptation that no matter what temptations we may face, God is faithful and he will always provide a way to escape that temptation without sinning. In other words, you and I always have a choice whether or not we sin. And that's a wonderful promise that gives us, praise God, that he gives us that promise and he, all, he is always faithful to always provide a way of escape out of the temptations that we face. But then if we apply Paul's words here about temptation in a more general sense to the sufferings and difficulties that we may face in life, you can see where that line, God will never give you more than you can handle, comes from. And again, I, I don't doubt the sincerity and the good intentions of those who use this phrase, but sincerity isn't enough. Even Job's friends meant well, but they got it wrong as well. And, and I think there are at least two errors that, that come from or, or that are 
kind of encapsulated in this idea that God will never give you more than you can handle. First, I think it plays on the the, the cultural view or v- virtue, I should say, of a fairness that we have in our minds and in our lives. The, the idea that God will never give you more than you can handle, it really does strike a tone of a fairness that we instinctually like. There, there's <coughs> excuse me, something pleasing <coughs> about the idea that that the scales are in balance, that God has assessed what we can handle, what you can handle, what I can handle, and permits trials according to our abilities. But there's a glaring problem with this idea of fairness that undergirds this conventional wisdom. God has already been unfair in so many other things from a good perspective because he's not dealt with us as our sins deserve. He's merciful in not giving us what we actually deserve. He's been patient and merciful and gracious and abounding in love. Matthew 5, uh, chapter 45 tells us that the sun shines and the rain falls on both the just and the unjust. God isn't, he doesn't dole out this to you and this to me based on what we can or can't handle. Um, Those those things that we endure in life and and come across in life uh, come to each of us and to all of us. God transcends the categories of fair and unfair to such a degree that we don't really have a position to evaluate his actions or weigh his will. That's that's way beyond our pay grade. His ways aren't subject to us or to our culture's standards of fairness. So that's one way, one error that I think is is caught up in this. But the other one, and and maybe a bigger one and a more um, foundational one, is that this idea that God will never give you more than you can handle often points us inward instead of upward and toward God. You see, suffering doesn't ask if you're ready. It may come slowly or it may come with a vengeance, but it doesn't ask permission. That's one thing that suffering and hard times do not ask. They do not ask permission. And it doesn't care about convenience. There's never a good time for your life to be wrecked. There's never a good time for you to go through suffering and hard times and difficulties. But the saying that God will never give you more than you can handle tells me or, or tries to point the, the, the responsibility my way and saying, I have what it takes. It tells me I can bear whatever comes my way. It tells me God permits trials according to my ability to endure them. And all of that just points me inward to my ability, my power, my strength. And yet when you read through scripture over and over and over again, the Bible doesn't point us inward. It points us upward. It points us toward God. As the psalmist says in Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way and the mountains fall in the heart of the sea, uh, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains tremble at its surging. When our strength is failing under the crushing burdens and circumstances that we face, the answer is not within. It's not to, to pull up our bootstraps and just try harder. As Isaiah chapter 40 says, God gives power to those who are faint and increases the strength of the weak. The power that we need comes from God and it is given to those who wait on him and trust in him. Trials come in all shapes and all sizes, but they don't come to show how much we can take or how we have it all together. Trials and sufferings and hard times will come our way because we live in a broken and fallen world. And we are broken people and we are surrounded by broken people. And when they come, let's be clear ahead of time that we don't have what it takes. 
God will give us more than you can handle. I know that's not fun news to hear, but God will give you more than you can handle, but not more than he can handle. The psalmist says, where does my help come from? He asked that question in Psalm chapter 121, and we must be able to answer like he did. We must know and believe deep within our souls that my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. When trials and difficulties and hard times come, trust that the Lord's help also comes. That's news that is truly helpful. You know, the, the other news that we, that we uh, that, or the, the, the sayings that we sometimes use, that's not truly helpful. But this news, that news is truly helpful to those who are going through difficult circumstances, including ourselves, because we're saying something that is true about God instead of something that's false about ourselves. You know, Paul recalled a time when God gave him more than he could handle. He talks about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. He says, For we did not want you to be ignorant, brothers and sisters, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength. That, I mean, that seems like more than he could handle. Beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Paul and those with him had been in circumstances that transcended their ability to endure it. And he says in verse 9, Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. That's how far the circumstances were beyond what they could handle. Then he provides a crucial insight into his despair, into uh, what, what he was thinking through and what he was going through and what that despair led him to. Why were he and his companions given more than they could handle? And he says this at the end of verse 9, To make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. God will give you more than you can handle so that his great power might be displayed in your life. Indeed, a greater weight of glory is still to come. As Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Now, you might not consider, and I probably wouldn't either in the moments that we're going through those times, that the overwhelming sufferings that we are experiencing are light and momentary. But think of your trials, you know, in, in terms of a, a million years from now, a billion years from now, a trillion years from now, because that's what eternity is like, right? Or even think of the trials that you faced years and years ago and how maybe looking back on them, they still seem weighty, but they don't hold the same weight that they did when you were going through them. You know, in the middle of affliction, sometimes the most difficult thing to do is to hold on to that eternal vision, to that eternal perspective. And Paul isn't trying to minimize your affliction or your difficulties or your sufferings. He's trying to maximize your perspective. Suffering and difficulties, they don't get the last line in the script. In this life, God will give you more than you can handle. But the coming weight of glory will be greater than you can imagine. Hope you have a blessed day. God bless.